Hello, and welcome to Embracing Diabetes, a podcast that explores the way that people are living well with type 1 and type 2 diabetes. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Elizabeth Stevens, and today we're taking a little bit of a different tack. Amy Stockwell and I are just going to have a conversation about what's going on around the holidays for us and challenges and opportunities and what we've been learning and what we've been up to. And so I hope you enjoy. So I I thought what an appropriate time for us to do this because I'm I've got alerts I've got beeping going off all over the house telling me urgent low urgent I've been low all fucking morning oh no I, I know, hate I don't that know and yesterday morning and so I don't really know what's um what's going on but are you sure do you want to do this now or do you want to go take care of that stuff yeah, or no I think it's I'm fine now it's just mm-hmm. you know how it takes a little bit long like I know I feel okay but it takes longer for the machine to catch up and it yes. keep telling me that I'm low, but I'm not anymore. Yeah. So it's just frustrating because I this is how it was yesterday morning and I was at work and then I, and I just felt a zombie all right. for most of the morning, which is frustrating. Yeah. yeah. I have one question, diabetes equipment related question before we talk about travel, yeah. post travel. Mm-hmm. But so the new Dexcom Seven came out. Yeah, it's been FDA approved. I don't think okay. it's available yet. Yeah. Okay. Did yeah. You, do you know anything about it? I know what I've listened to, which is our friend, the broadcaster. Okay. <laughs> He's actually got probably, oh, I don't know, three or four episodes on the G7. It's okay. really something. And so she has one that oh, I listen Stacey to. Stacey Sims. That's Stacey Sims. Yeah. I don't know why I can never remember her name. She just doesn't feel like a Stacey. So she had an episode I listened to earlier this week, but basically what the dude from Dexcom said was that probably available early 2023. Of course, it'll have to get reviewed and approved by all the insurances. So that doesn't mean it'll be available depending on what your coverage is. And then paired with pumps, probably mid 2023. And it sounds pretty nice. It's got approval for arms. So that's nice. It's smaller. But only approval for arm, right? Weird. That kind of is a con to me because I like wearing them down on my lower hip. And I think it's just like everything. I think you can wear it there. No, but the guy on the, the interview said, yeah, you can. But he actually said that arms are more accurate. Huh, really? It's kind of interesting because they've always been no to arms with the G6, but the seems like the G7 is different. They're going for the Libre market, I think. Uh, okay. So, their arms. And then they got, yeah, they got the pregnancy approval. So that's good. And then 30 minute warm up. Which yeah. Is cool. Which that's is a awesome. big difference compared to the two hours. Oh, I know. So I don't think it's going to be like hugely different, but I think there's yeah. some nice features for sure. And smaller too. I thought and I read smaller. it. That's always nice. Totally. And I think obviously one piece instead of two, yeah. although I don't think that uh, they said that the cost is probably going to be the same. So they'll just, whatever. <laughs> I just so. want the stupid Omnipod to get smaller. I still feel like that is yeah, it's big and clunky. It's such a waste of, I just redid all this. I redid my Dexcom yesterday and my Omnipod yesterday. And it's just so much. You have this giant, what's the Omnipod thing that injects it into you, whatever that's called. Like the Surter deal or whatever. And that's big. And you just throw it away afterwards. It's just a waste of so much yeah. medical equipment, plastic, whatever. I know. I know the pile with the tandem's the same. Every time I yeah. do both, I'm like, oh my God, this is so much garbage. I go through every little piece take out the paper. I can recycle that. And I've got all these G6 things because you can take those apart and recycle like the metal. And so there's little pieces, but oh, all yeah. the plastic has to go into the garbage. But I'm always just, and then this actually would segue into travel, but I'm always um, 
so paranoid when I travel about throwing stuff away in like the Airbnb that mm-hmm. we stayed at in London, just put throwing that stuff away in their trash and somebody coming across it. I don't, nothing yeah. would happen, but I always feel, yeah. I, always, I end up like taking that stuff back home with me in my mm-hmm. luggage. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I don't feel like initially I thought you could throw, I don't know how it is in South Carolina, but in Oregon, it's a little uncertain if it's can go in garbage. So we huh. I, I put it in sharps and the G6 thing is so huge. You right. can't put that in a sharp. So that's why I dissect it. Cause then I can throw this stuff away in the sharps. Yeah. I always imagine like a garbage man grabbing a bag and getting stabbed by Boat. a syringe. Yeah. Do you have, are you guys staying in town for Christmas? Are you traveling? We aren't, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be, we're going to try to go skiing a couple days next week. We're supposed to, there's a lot of snow coming and we're really not doing very much. We're going to hang around here. The boys really like to be home for Christmas. Yeah, same here. Yeah. We'll do some, I don't know. I've got a couple of good books. I want to read <laughs> stuff like that. Do you read fiction? Oh yeah. I just finished actually, it's nonfiction, but I just finished Ann Patchett's that her short story book that was more recent. I, I love her. Oh my God. I love her. It was and I forget such... if I told you that her most recent fiction book it's got the painting of it's about the sister. Oh yeah, the Dutch house. Dutch house. Mm-hmm. Yes, that there. I love that the sister had type one in that, and I felt like she did such a good job of really like she she has to have a friend or just really did her research because she got it. And this, so you, so you should read this because this the recent one is what is it? Shit, I've got it upstairs. But anyway, I think it was just published in the last year or two. Listeners. I have to interrupt and tell you the book that we are trying to remember the name of is These Precious Days by Anne Patchett, in case you want to read it yourself. But she writes about her best friend whose name is Tavia or Tavia, Tavia, who lives with type 1 diabetes. And it's her close. Yeah. So it's her closest friend from childhood who's now like a botanist. and, And she did all this other stuff. Maybe she was an actress. She's surrounded by so many like incredible people. And then she decided she didn't want to do that anymore. And she would, and she's the one that helped her with State of Wonder when she wrote that. Because remember how it was all about plants, oh wow, South America and stuff. So that Wait, she so was that the re- story is in the book of short stories that you just mm-hmm. read. Yep, okay. yep, yep. It talks about her amazing, fr- just this friendship she has with this woman and how she does all this and has type one diabetes. And I'm like, that's how she did the Dutch house. Cause yeah. she did such a, it was masterful how she, she handled totally diabetes. got it. And I still remember the scene in, and if any, anyone listening hasn't read it yet, definitely go read it for, mm-hmm. for reasons beyond the fact that one of the main characters has type one, but that scene when the sister is in the audience in the oh, theater, yes. uh-huh. I was like, that is the best depiction of a low blood sugar that I have ever yeah, read. It was, it was phenomenal. It was very cool. Yeah. Oh, good. I just love her. So I'm reading Geraldine Brooks. I don't know if you've read anything. Oh, the by horse. Her. So I read horse and that was amazing. And now I've yeah. got March, which is also good. It's a bit, it's pretty heavy duty, but it's good. Yeah. I have not read horse yet, but my mom oh. is reading it right now and really likes it. So good. And yeah. then the last one, I forget if I told you about this one, but Barbara Kingsolver's. Oh, her new one. Yes. Damon Copperfield is so good. Okay. And that's a great one to read over the holidays when you have, when you can read for longer than 30 minutes at a stretch. Such great characters. Yeah. She's so amazing. I think, I don't know if I put that on my Christmas list. Sorry, but I have to interrupt again. I butchered the name of the book. It's Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsover, and it's a must read. So today 
Let me pull up our questions. What we wanted to talk about. I think we were going to talk a little bit about just holiday challenges, what we're what we've learned over the years, travel challenges. What do you, what are some of the things that are most challenging about the holidays that you see, maybe that you see in your clinic? I think the thing that it's always hard to have clinic through, no, it's basically November and December because it's basically it's holidays after Halloween, it seems like now. <laughs> the kind of the excess food thing comes up more after Halloween. So people often start with candy from Halloween and then, you know, Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So I think just the food challenges and just the variability in blood sugars is just really hard. So I think when you come in to see your provider and you actually see the information, it's often a little bit discouraging, but we I often try to reframe it as at least we have an explanation of food choices. And sometimes that's a better way to think about it. You just be mindful about portion sizes, but not also trying to miss out on everything by trying right. to control it too much. So trying to find that kind of middle ground so that you can have a good time at the family gathering or whatever you're going to do, but you don't feel bad afterwards with high right. blood sugars or just feel bad because you see these numbers and you're not very happy with them. So that's probably, and then just the, a lot of people, the holidays are really hard because people, they've lost people or they're mm. alone or it's just, it's not the happiest time of the year for a lot of people. It's not. A lot of grief and sadness that, you know, and sometimes food and alcohol and other things kind of creep in because people are just feeling really having a lot of feelings. So I I would say those are the things that I see a lot in clinic. It's excess for a lot of reasons. Because if you're already living with the daily stress of diabetes, and then you put all that extra stress on top, then it can be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think too, for at least in Oregon, like weather is just a big one right now. It's the sun is out. It's often really gloomy. And so just getting outside and doing exercise is just hard. So it just makes that an extra challenge because the weather doesn't always cooperate. And then are you busier this time of year? Because people, I know you're busy all the time, but people are trying to get in and see you before the end of, before the start of the next year. Not that much with visits, but there is a lot of demand for getting their stuff before the end of the year. So a lot of met my deductible and I want this, that, and the other. And like most offices or many offices, we just don't have a lot of staff. Just getting all that paperwork and PAs, figuring out where to send stuff. And so that's, I think that's probably the biggest challenge in December is just everyone who wants to get their stuff. They're trying to do it in a pretty short period of time and pharmacies are short staffed. It's just, it's really hard to get everything you need. So. That's yeah, just and I was so annoyed because I love, yeah, now I'm rapid rise alert. So <laughs> that's annoying. I'm just going to ignore it. My pharmacy that I love, and I know all of the pharmacists there, and they're all so fantastic. I just got a, a letter from my insurance the other day saying, after January, none of your stuff, none of your stuff will be covered at this pharmacy any longer, which is so annoying. I just, so yeah. I went over to the pickup stuff this morning and I was like, why, what happened? I like mm-hmm. going to them. I like yeah. having them as my, cause I know them. Right. And that, I guess that's just an insurance thing, huh? I would imagine they just negotiate a contract and it's less expensive and they can bunch everything. And a lot of insurances do that now with just mail order, mandatory yes. mail order and that kind of stuff. Yep. I think that's exactly, they want me to switch to mail order. Which has pros and cons because it's nice to get it all 
in your house, but it's just, it is nice to have that connection community and just be able to pick stuff up and not have to wait it to get mailed. And mail has just been shipping. It just takes a long time. How about you? What are some challenges for you over the holidays? You know, for me, when we were thinking about talking about this, I was like, I don't want to get all, I don't want to get too deep into my, my emotional state too, because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to bum people out, but and really it's not anyway, I just, this Christmas, I'm particularly not even stressed, but just, I have mixed feelings because it's the second Christmas since our divorce. Mm-hmm. And that means it's just a, my ex and I get along great and I will go over there. He stayed in our house and I am in a rental in the same neighborhood, but I'll go over to the house Christmas morning so that we can all have Christmas together with the boys and that'll be fine. And it's just a weird time, but the two older ones will be home from college. And so of course I'll want them to stay with me and going back and forth and that's weird. And, and then like their stockings that we had their whole lives, these stockings that I bought when they were little that have their names monogrammed on them. They're at my husband's house, which is fine. And I'll fill them up Christmas Eve or Christmas morning or whatever. But it's just a weird Christmas is just it's different now being Mm -hmm. being divorced. And then, of course, it brings up all sorts of memories from when my parents got divorced when I was in high school. And I and and I just hated I hated the holidays. I hated having to go back and forth between two different homes at Christmas. And so I really don't, I want to, I want to avoid that with the kids. Right. Make it, make it as stress-free on them as it can be. I know. Yeah. So So again, it's not the happiest time of the year. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's, it's wonderful. And I'm sure your boys will have a lovely time because they, you just, well, you're used to whatever you're used to. Exactly. Adapt. And they're older now. It's not like they're the little. That would be harder for sure. And tend to be a, now, of course, I can't think of the word, but I like worst case scenario, like I make it worse in my head. Probably actually is in reality. Yeah. Catastrophizer. I think that's yeah. what therapy calls it. Catastroph- <laughs> <Stop> catastrophizing things <laughs> just in my nature. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good skill for having diabetes because right. then at least you're always thinking like, what is right. the worst thing that can happen? Do I have everything I need? That kind of thing. Right. Then people exactly. that walk out without thinking about that. And then they get to wherever they're going. They're like, Oh gosh, I forgot the blah, 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 blah. And yeah. And panic. Do you always carry around? Can you ever be the kind of person who can leave the house with just a small bag? No, I think you and I've talked about this. Like I've got a backpack. I take yeah. my backpack everywhere. And sometimes people will be like, why do you have your backpack? And it's partly because I just don't want to keep shifting stuff back and forth right? from a purse to a backpack. And I've got everything in my backpack and I know exactly where it is and yeah. whatever. I live in Oregon and people yeah. use backpacks. I sometimes like if we're going someplace where I'm going to be like in a chair and it's like narrow, then I might change and not take the backpack. Yeah, but yeah. it's just, I'm a geek in, with a backpack because <laughs> it's got my insulin. It's got my, all my stuff. It's got my, all my low blood sugar stuff. It's got everything. Mm-hmm. So I know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My sister and I always would laugh because she has type one also, but she's probably worse, but she, worse than I am, but she always has a gigantic, yeah. um, 
bag with probably way more stuff than we actually need, but you always have to have backup. But yeah, stuff happens. Right. So it's just good. To, yeah, I'm a disaster person too, because often I'll think, what if I get to this place and the car breaks down or yeah. my pump rips off on a door handle? Do right. I want to have to come Which home? Totally, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Totally could, that's not even disaster. Yeah. That could totally happen. Totally. So it's just ease, peace of mind. Or for me, just being anywhere without glucose tablets. That's always my worst. Oh, I've got like fear. Smarties in all my pockets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just in case, even just walking around the block, I'll be like. Yeah, I know me too. I don't leave the house without a thing of glucose tab. It just makes me think of the story of when I didn't used to always have glucose tabs with me and I would just carry Skittles, a bag of Skittles or something like that. And But there are always those times when you are somewhere and your blood sugar drops and you don't have what you need. And I remember it was when Miles was like four years old and his preschool was doing this every spring. They would go to the strawberry patch in South Carolina where we could grow these beautiful, red, juicy strawberries. And I had volunteered to drive like two of the other little kids in his class. Oh, these are four-year-olds. And as we were driving, I could feel, and this was 15, no, 10 some years ago. So I didn't have, I wasn't wearing a pump and I wasn't wearing a CGM and, but I could feel my blood sugar dropping. And I was like, I have these kids in my car. Oh my and gosh. What, and what am I going to, and I was, so we finally got to the strawberry place and I was searching through my glove box and there was like <laughs> melted some melted starbursts <laughs> that I was like trying to suck on. And there's nothing like we're at a farm and there was nowhere where I could buy anything. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to ask a teacher if they have an extra juice box or something. And then, and we were out there in the field picking strawberries and they, the people, the farmers had given us this big lecture about don't eat any of the strawberries until you <laughs> wash them at home. And so I'm over there with Miles. I'm like, Miles, duck down, like ducking down in the rows of the strawberry patches, like shoving these strawberries in my mouth. And they were the best thing I had ever tasted. They were like, just so good. But I thought, oh my God. What? But you never did that again. <laughs> no, I never did that again. And you know what I never did? I never signed up to drive any kids to a field yeah. trip again. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's stressful for sure. Yes. I was going to ask like, why did you just put your head down and just start like munching on the berries? Right. Over there? <laughs> Which is right. what you did. I know. I started, I looked at her and I was yeah. like, okay, this is yeah. what it's going to take. <laughs> the kids, what's wrong with that lady? Why does she get to do it? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Boy. I know. So we will not do an episode next week because right. it's Christmas. And then we, but we will, who do we have coming up? We have some fun yep. potential conversations yep. coming up. So I think Allison Nimlos is going to be with us the following week. Um, she's pretty well known in the diabetes yeah. community. Yeah. Doing a lot of support for women, pregnancy and mental health. So it'll be fun to talk with her about that. And then my friend, Heather Nielsen has agreed to talk to us about mindfulness, mindfulness and diabetes. Yeah. So that'll be good. And that'll be great. Yeah. And then we'll have, I just heard back from the trial net people. So we'll have a chance to talk with them screening. So that'll be good. I think those will all be episodes for January. Okay. Yeah. And anybody who doesn't know about trial net, it's just that the latest research 
that you can explain better than I can. But now there's more reason than ever to get your kids screened. Mm -hmm. So it'll be fun to hear about what they're doing and yeah, the opportunities for family members to get screened and accessing teplizumab and what's up with that. Yeah, interesting. And just any opportunity. I think they're the hub for all sorts of research opportunities with people living with type one. Yeah. Have you ever been involved in a sign up for a research study? I have. I did one when I was in Colorado. I'm forgetting what the acronym is. Cacti? Cacti? Cacti study, I think, which was a cardiovascular type one diabetes trial where they and they've just been following us for years. So every once in a while, I'll get these emails or messages. Oh, you still do. Yeah, it was through the Barbara Davis Center there. Oh, yeah. So I think it's a great thing to do just to give back. And then also you learn stuff and see how a trial is done. And hopefully the trial that people will talk about. Now there's the, T, the what is it, the T1D exchange that's doing all this stuff yes, online. I keep getting emails from them. I do too. So I think there's lots of opportunities now, but they're, everyone's collecting good research, which is great for learning. Yeah, you know, that now that you said that, I feel it would be great to have somebody talk about heart issues because I know that's a, another concern for us women with diabetes. Not that it would have to be like a depressing conversation, but right. just to to know more, learn more about it. Yeah. I, I really don't know much about it at all. Yeah, there's some great people out there who could definitely give us some just Give us some ideas about yeah. things that we can do to be proactive and, and especially getting just for if people are still listening, getting we getting feedback. We got an email from somebody on LinkedIn saying that listening to the podcast was was helpful to her and that she had lived with type one diabetes for a long time. And so the you guys are the people that we're trying to reach are other women and men too, but women with type one yeah. are having dealing with similar challenges and interested in having these conversations. So if anybody has an idea or a topic that they want us to talk about, please, please, what would they do? Comment in our, how would they get in touch with us? (laughs) (laughs) I guess they could message us on LinkedIn. Yeah. On on Instagram. Yeah. There you go. Message us on Instagram. (laughs) We're getting there. We're both looking at each other. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those are good. Those are two good places. <laughs> yeah. oh, love it. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Embracing Diabetes with your podcast hosts, Liz Stevens and myself, Amy Stockwell, with music by Noah Mortola. We hope you enjoyed our conversation and maybe felt inspired or informed or less alone or all of the above. Please subscribe to Embracing Diabetes on all major podcast platforms and leave a comment, question, or review. Thanks again. We hope you'll come back for more.